0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is the Rev. Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York. Good to be here, Dan. And on the phone line with us today is Pastor Bill Shishko of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Franklin Square, Long Island.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Dan. Glad to be with you.
0: Well, gentlemen, it's great to have you along with us today. Today is kind of a significant day considering uh, the topic that we've chosen for this discussion. Uh, Today our subject is Harold Camping, and uh, as you may know, today, May the 21st, 2011, is the date that he's been predicting as Judgment Day. So we thought it would be most fitting to have a discussion about Harold Camping on this exact day of May 21st, 2011. Now, uh, probably most of you have heard of this man. Uh, Some of you may not. Uh, Harold Camping um, was born July the 19th, 1921. He's a Christian radio broadcaster. He's the president of Family Radio of Oakland, California. And uh, he has a rather large broadcasting network, and uh, some of us have actually worked in conjunction with him many years ago uh, to help uh, build up part of that network. And uh, yet, for the past, I don't know, 20 years or so, he's been going off the deep end, for lack of a better word. So what we want to do today on this very day that he thinks that uh, is Rapture Day is, first of all, talk about what is it that he teaches, and then secondly, towards the end of the program, specifically talk about those of you who have perhaps been fooled by this man where do you go from here so gentlemen let's talk a little bit about what is it that Harold Camping believes and teaches and how has he affected people
2: i had mentioned in a previous broadcast that i grew up with family radio and uh, always appreciated Harold Camping's teaching for many many years Mm -hmm. Um, he seemed to be very solid, very biblical, he always went to the scriptures. I guess what we would have to say, though, in the recent years, and his hermeneutic, if you will, and that's a big word, but uh, the way he interprets the Bible has changed. And I think that's uh, probably the root of uh, the problem.
1: Just a little historical background. Prior to the 1994 date that Harold Camping had set for Christ's return, we had, on the one hand, many people began to come to the Church out of tremendous fear for their souls, and then when we had to make a rather firm statement, as we did, about uh, the the, the error of of date setting, uh, most of them left and formed their own body, which is a story in itself, and then subsequently had people come back, but then once again leave over this matter. So we've had a lot of first-hand experience here, there's a very fundamental issue that I'd like to deal with a bit later in the program but I think essentially in this case you have very clear biblical teaching that Christ's work is to build a church his work is certainly to save individuals but that is in the context of a church John 11:52 for example it is said of the Lord Jesus that his work is to gather together the the children of God who are scattered throughout the world. John Calvin goes so far as to say that is the purpose of the redemptive work of Christ. Mm. Jesus is given, Paul says in Ephesians 1, 22 and twenty-three, his head over all things for the sake of his church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And in a very pregnant text of Scripture, first Timothy three verses 14 through 16, uh, Paul makes very clear that on the purpose of God, the Church is the household of the living God, and it is essential that people be part of the Church. Mr. Camping, of course, has turned that completely on its head by saying you can't be saved unless you depart out of the Church. Of course, there's other doctrinal divergences that have become greater. False teachers get worse and worse in their teaching, Peter says, his denial of... Mm -hmm. of the doctrine of eternal conscious punishment. And as Mark has mentioned, his whole approach to interpreting the Scriptures is just completely out of the ballpark from historic uh, grammatical historical exegesis that's been part of Reformation teaching. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg.
0: Yes, and we've seen the effect of Harold Camping's teaching on churches. You've mentioned it, Bill. Um, There's been many postings to the Internet regarding people who... Uh, come to the conclusion that, and get this, that, quote, Satan is ruling in all of the churches. That is exactly what Harold Camping believes. And so, therefore, since they think they love God, um, and maybe they do a little bit, and they're just deceived, they leave the church. They just leave it. And they get out on their own. You know, Harold Camping did that himself. Um, As I've researched this, um, in 1988... He was teaching a Sunday school class in the Alameda Christian Reformed Church. The elders took him to task about the content of his teaching. Instead of taking correction, instead of having and showing a humility, he instead said, nope, I'm leaving the church, I'm out of here. And for a while, the irony is, he created his own church. He would subsequently come to the point where he says, Now God is done with the church. And isn't it curious that he comes to that conclusion regarding the date when Christ left the church, and it's tied to exactly the same month and year that he left the
2: Alameda Christian Reformed Church. I think that's typical of what he would do. You know, I mean, instead of, like you say, instead of in humility taking the correction from the church He then attacks the church, and and I think that's sad. Bill, I wanted to ask you, though, you mentioned that some of the people after the 1994 date came back and others did not come back. Uh, Did you have opportunity to find out why they continued to not come back, if you will, even after that 1994 date came and and went?
1: Well, that's a Broad question, Mark, although I appreciate you asking it. Some of the people came under the influence of a man who was a Harold Camping follower who started his own church farther out on Long Island. Um, he subsequently himself went way off the deep end with his teaching. Uh, he also was a man that left the church of which he's a part. Uh, so some of the people became part of that. Um, others came back. There were very few, but some came back with a real repentant spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, Others, I think, came back at that time, of course, Harold Camping hadn't come out with his doctrine of departing out of the churches, and I think they realized they needed to be in a church committed to the, at least to the the doctrines of God's sovereignty and God's grace, and they came. But then later, because they really did have a a loyalty to Camping, most of them did leave again, sadly.
0: Well, what we'll do is we'll take a short break. I see we're uh, tight on time already. We're up against the clock. Uh, Today you're listening to A Plain Answer right here on Redeemer Broadcasting. Our subject is Harold Camping. We're talking about his date, May the 21st. He believed would be Judgment Day, and here we are. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements.
0: And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. In the studio today with me is the Rev. Mark Diedrich, and on the phone is the Rev. Bill Shishko. Today we're talking about Harold Camping. Today being the 21st of May was his date for the Judgment Day, as he put it. We talked just a little bit about his belief that Satan rules all the churches. And um, let's step back for a moment and uh, simply discuss Harold Camping. Um, he's made some very blatant um, assertions. How do we regard this man?
1: Yeah. Dan, that's a, that's a great question, and, and it's something we've got to address. I love the title of the program, A Plain Answer, and here's where we've got to give a plain answer. Harold Camping, I, I, I don't like saying this, but in light of the Word of God, I must Carol Camping does not have a right to be regarded as a Christian, let alone as a Christian teacher. Now when I say this to people, they, they look at you and wonder what you're getting at. Matthew 18:15 through 17, in which Jesus speaks about if your brother sins in your presence, you, you deal with him just between the two of you. If, if he hears you, you've won your brother. If he doesn't hear you, you take with you one or two witnesses. If he doesn't hear there, tell the church. And if he won't hear the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax gatherer. Um, this may be cynicism or honesty, but I, I think this may be one of the reasons why Mr. Camping has come to this view of the church that he has. What many of your listeners may not be aware of. Is that from the time about um, about roughly two years before 1994, the date that he said in 1994 came out? When he came out that August with the announcement that he was going to have a book that would, you know, uh, date the return of Christ, ministers, including one of his own sons-in-law, who is an Orthodox Presbyterian minister, church bodies locally, regionally, nationally, spoke to Mr. Camping. In light of basically Matthew eighteen, sixteen, and seventeen, what he did was a public public sin. I was one of those ministers, and uh, there were two other ministers. And in, in I believe it was December of uh, of nineteen nineteen ninety three, uh, these two ministers and I met with Mister Camping for three hours in Newark, New Jersey, and pleaded with him to repent of what he'd written in that book. I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not saying this with any animosity. I'm saying it because it's the truth, and others can confirm it. You do not speak with Mr. Camping. Mr. Camping listens to no one but himself. He's not listened to church bodies that have called him to repentance. The Bible is very clear. Our Lord is very clear. If a man will not hear the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and as a tax gatherer. And for that reason alone, no one, no one who values his or her own soul should put his or her soul under the teaching of a man who biblically cannot even be regarded as a Christian.
0: Well, amen to that. Yeah. Bill, thank you for being so clear on that. You bring the scripture to bear. And you can't argue with that. That is absolutely true. Mark, you had something.
2: I was going to just further elaborate on that. And, and, of course, in terms of his doctrine, and this is what is so frightening to me about Harold Camping, is when you have an individual which who says, as he does, if you remain in the churches, you will be judged. In other words, you are, are not a believer. The gospel is so clear. mm and it's so christ centered and centered on what Christ did on the cross and his resurrection and and faith in that, apparently entering into the church and being a part of a church nullifies all that in harold camping's mind is is that a correct evaluation that is, in
1: fact, I want to be very careful how I even think about this. But depending on how one understands the unforgivable sin or or blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, I think the the mainstream of Christian interpretation has understood attributing to the devil what is really the work of God in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As I hear Harold Camping, that comes pretty close. When when he Mm -hmm. starts saying, the devil rules the churches, if you are part of the church, you cannot be saved. I, I know a few things that turn the gospel on its head like that does.
2: Exactly. And That totally ignores Christ and his work. And again, one of the things we need to understand about what Harold Camping is doing is that he is turning everything upside down. Mm-hmm. And I would say that this day uh, is a day of judgment, <laughs> you know, and and uh, not the one that Harold Camping is thinking about, but I think a day of judgment for Harold Camping's teachings. Yes. And it would demonstrate that they are wrong and that they are false and should not be followed. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I'm just thinking that there may be some listeners who have um, maybe innocently gotten tied up and trapped in Harold Camping's uh, false teaching. And uh, we would encourage you today to uh I, I know I'm jumping to our conclusion already in part, but to like the Bible says in Hebrews to obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you Hebrews 13:17 in other words, return to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Bill, I've got a question for you. I already know the answer, but I I like the way I think you're going to put it, and that is, can you be a Christian and not be in a faithful church?
1: Well, that's that's an irregular situation. I would put it dan uh the point is, a person must trust in Christ alone as Savior and Lord, and there will always be a lot of irregularities in, yeah. in saved sinners in a, in a fallen world. But God's order in Acts chapter 2, God added to the church daily those who were being saved. Uh, your text, I always ask hmm. people, who who is officially entrusted with watching for your soul? Amen, of course, yes. Scripture speaks of not just Christ, who is the great... The great pastor of the church, but under shepherds do that. Uh, how can you tell something? If, if I ask people, if you're living in sin, what church do you tell it to? If you're not part of a church,
4: yes. So
1: I mean, these are just some of the uh, some of the texts. You know, I, I think Dan uh, and, and Mark, where Harold Camping has gotten a hook with people, and we have to be fair with this. Where Harold Camping has gotten a hook with people, it's not a pleasant picture in churches today. Correct. Denial of the scriptures, if not actual or theoretical, practically speaking, the final authority and sufficiency of scripture is denied, sad to say, even among much of evangelicalism. And there are practices that go on in churches that ought not to be condoned. And there's the hook that Harold Campbell has got. right. What I urge people to do, to be blunt, is just read the New Testament. I mean, you have drunkards at the Lord's Supper in Corinth. It was a charismatic free-for-all in their worship service. Mm-hmm. There was a denial of the gospel in Galatia. You had lukewarmness at the church at Laodicea. People had left their first love at Ephesus. So when people say they want to go back to the to the New Testament church, ask them, what church do you want? But, but Christ was still <laughs> Lord. He was still building his church. He was still mm-hmm. working. And so we should never let... Imperfections in churches, which will always be there, the mm-hmm. side of heaven, that should not that that should not be a bar to people being members of, of the, the most faithful expression of the Christian church that they can be in in their area.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. You're right on the money. Um, in our area, particularly, you fellows feel it. I feel it. Um, there's not that many um, faithful churches. It feels around, I think in truth, there aren't that many faithful churches, but sometimes it's sometimes you may just have to drive a little further uh, to go to a good church. Now, um, I see we're already running out of time. We've got maybe four or five minutes left yet, gentlemen. Um, let's say there's this person out there that um, has been troubled. Um, they've listened to Harold Camping. They may have had um, some fear. Maybe they've even um, bought into the whole enchilada, and here they were waiting for uh, Judgment Day to come. Uh, you didn't feel a really strong earthquake in Kingston. Uh, in fact, it's pretty much like any other day. And, uh, boy, is it confusing to you. Gentlemen, as pastors, how would you advise this person?
2: Well, the first thing I would do is say you need to reevaluate uh who you've been following. And one of the things that I would say about Harold Camping is he is characteristic of so many cult leaders throughout the ages, is that the focus becomes them. Harold Camping's focus is on Harold Camping. It's not on Jesus Christ. Think about that. Think about that because after today, Harold Camping is probably going to have some excuse Hmm. Either, And I'm just evaluating historically what has happened with the Millerites, with the other groups that have set dates, the dates have come and gone, and the end of the world isn't there yet. Either they set another date and keep setting dates, or Mm -hmm. the next thing that they'll do is they'll turn around and say, well, Christ did come, but uh, just not in a way that we we understood it. So Mm -hmm. keep following me anyhow. No, don't follow Harold Camping. Follow Jesus Christ. We have Jesus in the Scriptures, and that's where we need to find. Oh, amen.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I say a hearty amen to all Mark has said. I think Acts 20 and verse 30 is very interesting when Paul talks about, even from among yourselves, mm-hmm. false teachers will come up speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after themselves, and that's what you deal with. I, I think most of Harold Camping's followers First of all, they need to stop listening to the man. I'm not overstating yes. the case. This is this is a little bit like adultery. You, you don't play around with the person you've been committing adultery with if you're repentant. You break mm. the relationship. Break the relationship. Yes. Break it now. Break it today then if you don't know a pastor that you would have regarded as a faithful pastor before you came under Harold Camping's influence, by all means, speak to one of your, your friends. You'll know somebody who's part of a church that is, that is, is to some extent, hopefully to a good extent, conform to the Word of God. And then I would beg you, sit down with that pastor and just have a heart-to-heart talk with them. And I think going beyond that, we're churches that have ministered to Harold Camping's followers. We're probably going to have to have the kind of support groups and ministries that we would have to, to, to any others who've been caught up in false teaching, because it, it, it is it's quite a work to sort of uh, um, uh, bring people to, to, to clean people out from what they've been influenced by.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, you're you're right when people hopefully they will return back to the churches. Um, I think what they will find is that you have this residual baggage of theology that you're bringing with you, and Bill, you're right, it's got to be cleaned out. Um, Maybe you're looking at the Bible as as a secret number book uh, with deeper spiritual Mm -hmm. meanings. Uh, Maybe um, you're always looking for the end, this this judgment day. A a huge problem, a huge problem with people who follow Harold Camping is a lack of personal assurance that Christ loves you, that you are his child.
1: Exactly right.
0: We're seeing this as we interface with some people on Facebook. Um, The most that a follower of Harold Camping can say is, I beg God for mercy. And quote, I hope God will save me. And the Bible provides more hope for the people of God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. These things I write unto you that you may know, uh the apostle said. Exactly. Yeah. John. Yeah. We need to
1: realize the Protestant Reformation in no small measure was was, was fought over this issue of assurance that God promises everlasting life to those who believe mm-hmm. in the Lord Jesus
0: Christ. Right.
1: And that that has been pretty much eviscerated in Mr. Camping's teaching over many years.
0: You know, that's yeah. a great point to end on. I see we're out of time for today. And that is, my dear listener friend, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ wants to have covenant relationship with you as a child of God and grant to you a knowledge of eternal life, that you know him, and that you're going to heaven someday, that your sins are forgiven, not just some little hope that God will save you, but a firm conviction that he has. Gentlemen, just uh, one minute of wrap-up thoughts.
2: Again, I I would say uh, now's the time to go and look for a church and uh, to come back to the church and uh, look for a church that believes that the Bible is God's inerrant word and who has a pastor that is careful in preaching the word and is in submission to his brothers and mm-hmm. submission to the elders in his church amen.
1: amen do not become part of any church that is independent every christian should be part of a church in which everyone is mm-hmm. accountable the only thing i'd add to what mark says to harold campings followers and i we pray for them mm-hmm. take the hearing that you have cultivated over the years listening to a false teacher and give that repent with your ears and give attention to a faithful ministry of the word of god the gift of hearing is a blessing please though give it to hearing what is true and good
0: Amen. Oh, man. this has been a plain answer right here at redeemer broadcasting joining me in the studio today has been the reverend mark dedrick on the telephone the reverend bill shishko if you have any questions at all for these pastors please email us your question. Our address is ministry at Redeemer dot org. Visit us on the website at redeemerbroadcasting.org. You can also post any questions there. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.